بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته before we proceed, inshallah, we just want to make a few very important announcements. The first announcement, and it's a beautiful gesture that has come from the Africa Muslim Agency. They have sent us a token of appreciation in the form of a certificate, and it reads as follows. A certificate of appreciation awarded to Imam Sabri and Jamaa. We'd like to thank you for your continuous efforts in alleviating the plight of the less fortunate, but you and your families be rewarded. I mean, this is for the collection that we had, I think, two weeks ago that uh, was dedicated to the African Muslim Agency for their work in Africa specifically. The total that was collected at the masjid, and I have the receipt here, was a total of 3,400 and odd rand. So indeed, alhamdulillah, it was a fruitful exercise, and inshallah, we have dedicated ourselves in the future, not only Africa Muslims Agency, but many other like agencies, we will assist where we can. I want to also thank, take this opportunity to thank the Jamaa, and also we have a letter from them. Anyone is uh, more than welcome to peruse the letter from the Africa Muslims Agency. A very important announcement, so last week the collection was in fact, uh, and I think it was an overall collection, the inside collection and the outside collection of 3403. Um, a very important announcement, this time of the year we know, Jamaat, that we, we run out of things to do. And often when we run out of things to do, that is the time when we waste our time. There's an opportunity for us to spend at least two or three days in total remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in an environment where there's only deen, deen and, and deen. No other distractions to distract us from our dedication and our commitment and our remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that will be the ishtima, inshallah. In it, in, and for us in Mitchell's Plain, it is a blessing, alhamdulillah, that we don't have to travel outside Mitchell's Plain because the ishtima will be taking right place right here in Mitchell's Plain. In addition to that, it is completely within reach. It is at the school or the sports field, right at the end of Spine Road. So indeed, inshallah, it will, it will be easy to get there and it will be easy to spend time there because it will be in Mitchell's Plain, inshallah. So I encourage myself and all of us, at least for these two days, and inshallah also even to the listeners, to the ladies that are listening at home, we encourage you to encourage your husband to spend time at the ijtima, at least for those two or three days, you will know that number one, you will make your salah on time. Number two, you will know that you will make your salah with jamaat. There won't be any distractions, there won't be any music and dancing and singing and all these things. Purely ibadah and ibadah only for those two or three days. Let us all inshallah make intention, I've also made intention to go to the ijtima inshallah. And may Allah take us all and keep us all safe, inshallah. Of course, we know this time of the day, and I'm taking this opportunity uh, with the hope that, inshallah, maximum audience will listen to the announcement of our Masjid Food Fair, which will be taking place, inshallah, on the 16th and the 17th of December. So, uh, inshallah, that date must be diarized. You make it haram upon yourself to take on anything for that weekend. Why? Because it is Al-Majid Uthani's food fair. And inshallah, there are still stalls available at 300 rand a stall. And uh, so those uh, stall holders, inshallah, contact us. And we can make a plan for you, inshallah. There's still space for some stalls. We'll have some delicious foods. 
So uh, inshallah we don't want to go into the details of the foods because once we start on this topic we might not end on this topic, you understand? So inshallah all of us must take uh, out that particular weekend and support Al-Masjid Tuthadi's food fair inshallah, Allahumma Amin. So with that said inshallah we again implement our beautiful habit that we've developed and that is we greet the person on the right and we greet the person on the left in order that Allah must bind our hearts inshallah. Khair. Bismillah. Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil mursaleen, Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Jamaatul Muslimin, we have been requested by the Muslim Judicial Council to have a joint uh, or a unified khutbah for this week, and we honor the request. Hence, uh, inshallah, it is our hope that at the, the majority of the masajid around the Western Cape, the same khutbah will be delivered today. And uh, the khutbah is accompanied by a letter, and I will just read out uh, as it came through to us, inshallah. Respected Imam and Mawlana al-Sheikh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We hope and make dua that this communique finds you honored and respect itself in good health, firm iman, and serving your constituencies with diligence and pride, inshallah. Over the last year, water scarcity has become a cause of great concern in many parts of South Africa. In some areas, in the Karoo, for example, water had to be imported from other areas to see to the basic hygienic needs of the people. Drought also threatened the Southern Cape. As for the Western Cape, it received a below average rainfall for the first time in five years. And I think, my brothers and sisters, this is evident. We can see the quality of the fruit. It is evident in the quality of the fruits and the, and, and the vegetables of the Western Cape that the rain has a direct impact on the quality, on the taste, on the size, even the color also. By this time of the year, usually we would have watermelons, the normal size. But if we look at the watermelons, for example, they are smaller in size because of the lack and the scarcity of water. Even the taste of some of the fruits are not as sweet as you'd usual be, simply because there was not sufficient water in order for the crops to grow decently. Water is being wasted at an alarming rate every single day. We use large quantities of water to wash our cars. We spend more than half an hour washing ourselves, taking a shower. We even waste water when taking wudu. And this is a great concern, my brothers. Those of us who have a legitimate reason to take wudu at the masjid, then we take a wudu at the masjid. But if we, do, if we live in the close proximity of the masjid, then it is afdal for us to take wudu at home. But in addition to that, when taking wudu, we do not need the water to run full blast. We don't, really we don't. In fact, there's something called the mud, and inshallah it is hoped that we can introduce it in Cape Town. The mud is that quantity of water used by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to have made wudu. There is a container that was actually produced up in the northern provinces. We are hoping to get it to Cape Town. And it is just over or just under half a liter of water for wudu. We don't need a whole bucket full of water. We don't need to have the taps run, you know, full blast. May Allah save us, inshallah. Even though a small quantity of water would have sufficed, all sectors of society do not realize the importance of conserving a resource that is decreasing in availability every year. In general, South Africa is a dry country and as such water restrictions are becoming the norm in an effort to ensure that the country has sufficient water supply throughout the year. However, in spite of this knowledge, people are still wasting water. Water resources need to be managed in an integrated manner to ensure that everyone can benefit from it now 
and in the future. Allahumma ameen. This means that water needs to be used efficiently and fairly and at the same time protect our water resources. Three quarters of the earth's surface is covered with water. Little wonder it has been called the blue planet. Of this, 94% is in the form of salt water and only 6% can be found in the rivers, springs, wetlands, underground, aquifers and glaciers. As Muslims we need to reflect on the wonders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on the great mercy Allah has shown to, uh, to us by providing us with sustenance in the form of water. We all know that without water we cannot grow our crops nor perform our daily abdas. Our daily ablution cannot be performed without water nor provide our animals with water. Thus in fulfillment of the amana of creating awareness around the importance of water conservation we are forwarding this unified khutbah to your honored selves, this, to the community. You may find it attached to this letter. Allahumma amin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide and protect us. Now we will start off by just expressing the importance of water conservation in Islam. Allah speaks about the importance of water in numerous places in the Holy Quran. For example, in Surah Al-Mu'minun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وأنزلنا من السماء ماء بقدر فسكنه في الأرض وإن على وإن على ذهاب به لقادرون. That indeed we have sent down water from the skies and again in this there's mercy how the water comes from the skies it doesn't come in one big you know wash away wave and then it is finished no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends it droplet by droplet as a form of mercy because indeed if they had to come as one big wave, the crop should have been washed away. But instead Allah, because water has tremendous strength, water has tremendous strength. So indeed if it had to be that rainfall was in the form of one gush, it would have been detrimental to society, detrimental to humankind. Instead Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent it down drop by drop as a mercy to us. May Allah save us. Allah says in due measure, in due measure Allah send us down. Sometimes, yes, we might, just, we might consider due measure to be where, those, where it is more needed. But if you look at Africa, for example, we might think that it is more needed in Africa, but there is no rain in Africa or bigger parts of Africa. Allah has His own plan. But this particularly means also in the way Allah sends it down. Right? And we gave it lodging in the earth. That water falls on the surface of this earth, it then lodges onto the sand, onto the surface, it is absorbed and it stays there and it is much then used for the much needed purpose. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us. Allah mentions, in as much as Allah has given it, Allah mentions, but taking it away, we are also able to take it away. And so this is a warning from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah is Qadir. Upon taking, yani upon this dahab of the water, removing it from us, this we've seen now. So may Allah grant us understanding. Allah mentions His innumerable blessings to us and to His servants, whereby He sends down rain in due measure. That is according to what and where it is needed. Not so much that it damages the lands and the buildings, and not so little that to be insufficient for the crops and the fruits. But whatever is needed for irrigation, drinking, and other purposes. All living species are dependent on water. 
all living species are dependent on water as it is a life-sustaining and purifying resource. My friends, we can never or should never underestimate the value that water holds. You put a man in the desert with 10 gazillion, quadrillion, billion dollars. With 10 gazillion, quadrillion dollars. And you put a man with one half liter of water next to him. He will gladly, he will gladly exchange all of that wealth for that glass of water or that half a liter of water. And so too we in our daily lives imagine life without water. Number one that will be affected, we cannot do our job completely in the toilet. So now after we've done our job, there will be nothing to wash it off and wash it away and make istinja. After that, there will be nothing to wash away the najis. Now imagine how our homes will stink. How our homes will smell if there's absence of water in our homes. That is just one but small example. We can, we can write books and volumes of books on the necessity of water that insan has, that human beings have and the dependence of, that we have on water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembers, uh, refers to, the, to water as the origin of every living thing and Allah mentions وَجَعَلْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَيٍّ أَفَلَا يُؤْمِنُونَ We have made from water every living organism. Every living thing Allah has made from water. Do they not believe? Water, the origin of all living organisms is water. And within water even, there are organisms that the eye cannot see, that, that are alive and in the water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends the water as sustenance to his creation. Subsequently, man and beast will benefit from the vegetation. As Allah says in the Holy Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وهو الذي أنزل من السماء ماء فأخرجنا به نبات نبات كل شيء ونبات كل شيء. It is Allah subhanahu wa taala who sends down water from the sky, and with it we produce vegetation of all kinds. Khalifa Bruce, the summer season is starting now. Without this water, we can already see the effects. Those of us who are lovers of nice, watery, juicy fruit during the summer season. And Allah in His wisdom has granted all the juicy fruits to come out in summer. We have your, your, your watermelon, you have your spanspecker, your sweet melon, you have your kiwis, you have your peaches. You have so many fruits that, are, that, that, that contain much liquid because in this season we sweat much more than other seasons. In this season we need much more liquid nourishment than in other seasons. So this is the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The precipitation is a blessing and a provision for the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is indeed a relief and a means of survival and indeed definitely so my friends, a mercy to his creation. Water fulfills many many functions in our society. Water is the mainstay of human society. Early civilizations were concentrated in the river basins such as the Nile, the Ganges, the Tigris and the Euphrates. Water is used by households, industry, agriculture and also forms the habitat for marine and freshwater plants and animals an important food source for many societies water is thus the basis of life and plays an indispensable role in the sustenance of all life on this earth without water my friends we cannot export our fruits to Gauteng for example why because there's no water to cool the truck the radiator of the truck 
without water transportation will be affected. There won't be water to throw in the radiators of the cars to keep the cars cool. Hence, if you start the engine, the engine will overheat. But if there's water, the engine can be cooled. I mean, if you just think about this, my friends. If you think about the, the, the absence of water, and you think about how many of us waste water all the time, every single day, and we think of how many the liters, and not one or two liters, how many hundreds and thousands of liters of water we've wasted over the years. I'll give you one example. If a person goes to the bathroom and he urinates, so now the urine might be half a liter. The cistern, you know the cistern is this, the, the white thing that you press the button that you flush, where there's a handle. That contains every seven to nine liters of water. Do we need seven to nine liters of water to wash away half a water of uh, half a liter of urine? Do we really need seven to nine liters of water to wash away a half a liter of urine? We don't. Probably after we've made istinja, that water adds to the washing away of the urine, and we might just need a short flush. These are little ways in which we waste water. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding inshaAllah. Allah mentions in the Holy Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم والله أنزل من السماء ماء فأحيا بالأرض بعد موتها That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down water from the skies. Right? And with this water Allah gives life to the earth after it has been, after it, so to speak, after its death. بعد موتها after the land has become dry, it has become, you, you, cannot, you cannot grow anything in there, you cannot grow crops, you cannot grow vegetation, you can't grow fruit trees, you can't grow nothing because there's no water. Now Allah sends this water and immediately life comes to this piece of land. Immediately we see things growing in this piece of land. Immediately we see life happening right in front of our eyes. How? Through the Qudra of Allah by sending water on earth. Without the rain, life is, earth is lifeless. And when the rain falls, the earth becomes alive. Plants start to grow. Flowers begin to bloom. Man and animal can quench their thirst and benefit from the plants. A whole life cycle starts to bloom. Human beings do not fully appreciate the precious nature and benefits of water. If all the water would have been salty, sour or bitter, it would have been unfit for human consumption and for drinking purposes as well as for growing of plants. The Dead Sea in the Middle East is a prime example of where no plant or animal life is possible because of the high salt content. So fresh water in itself, well water, spring water, river water, great blessing for insan, great blessing for the animals because if we had to drink salt water all the time, our blood pressures would have been affected by this. Any person that is suffering of blood pressure, high blood pressure in the masjid today will tell you the first thing that they tell you at the hospital or the doctor will tell you when you have high blood pressure, you must have a low salt diet. Because salt intake affects your blood pressure. So imagine we had to drink salt water all the time, our blood pressures have been affected. But again, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no color it has, no specific taste it has, yet it is a life-preserving liquid that no one can live without. May Allah save us, inshaAllah. Allah mentioned in Surah Waqi'ah, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أفرأيتم الماء الذي تشربون أأنتم أنزلتموه من المزني أو من المزني أم نحن المنزلون لو نشاء جعلناه أجاجا فلو لا تشكرون See you not or see you the water that you drink hmm? Do you bring it down in the rain? 
Uh, from the clouds, Allah asks us, are you responsible for bringing it down? Or is Allah responsible for bringing it down? Were it our will, Allah mentions this, if it was indeed the will of Allah, we could have made it salty. Then why do you not give thanks? Why don't we thank Allah for this great ni'mah that we have? And part of that thank, part of that thankfulness towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my friends, is to indeed do what? To try and conserve it and use it sparingly. Whether I pay for it doesn't mean I can waste it. Whether I pay for it for the municipality, but ultimately it is not the municipality that gives me the water. Ultimately the water comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may, we may have an attitude there, ek betaal daarvoor, waarvoor moet ek worry? But indeed, even if you pay a million rand a day, if there's no drop in the dam, you too will suffer my friend. And so that does not have that attitude that I pay for it so I will use it as I please. No. A Muslim says, yes indeed, let us all put shoulder to the wheel and see how we can conserve and save water. In the life of a Muslim, water also has a socio-religious function in that it is used for ritual purification such as istinja, for hudu, for ghuzo, etc. Cleanliness of one's person and one's surroundings is stressed in Islam. As Allah mentions, وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلَ الرِّيَاحَ بُشْرَ بَيْنَ يَدَيْ رَحْمَةِ وَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً it is indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sends the winds as heralds of glad tidings. Because the wind, my dear friends, uh, glad tidings in the wind, we might understand why, but the winds blow, what? Glad tidings. One of the things is this, there's something called germination. Germination through the wind, the process, yani one plant or one tree might germinate, it gives off seeds, then the wind comes and it blows those seeds to another area, and so this germination process takes place, we're not going to go into the depths of that, but so germination takes place in a tree, the water comes, and a tree starts growing there, and that is why we, for example, have uh, all over the Western Cape, we have the Port Jackson trees, because indeed through the wind, this germination process has happened over the many, many years. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us understanding. And then Allah says, and we send down pure water from the skies. Pure water, meaning it is fit for human consumption, even if the baby, the two-day-old child or the three-day-old child, if that child cannot have anything else, give the child water and the child will also be benefit from that. Water indeed, my friends, is that thing which can sustain life. May Allah give us understanding. Every living species on this earth must have a right to water. The supply and preservation of fresh water were always regarded as of fundamental importance since the time of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam says through the mouth of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu says Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam Al-Muslimuna shuraka fi thalath That the Muslims are partners in three things Muslims are partners in three things Number one he says Filma Muslims are partners in water Walkala'i wal-nar Muslims are partners in herbage and they are partners in fire. These three things they should readily share. These three things they should readily take care of. And these three things they should readily be willing to help each other in this particular three aspects. And to sell it, it is prohibited. Okay, we know that we're living in a different setup. But when my brother needs water, I am prohibited from selling that water to my brother. This is the importance of water. And this hadith, my dear friends, is recorded in the kitab of Imam Ibn Majah, rahimahullah. So we can understand uh, the, the, that water is that binding factor 
Water is that factor that binds us as human beings, but also as Muslims together, because we are shuraka, yani we are partners when it comes to water. In Islam, it is not permissible to withhold excess water where there are others who have need of it. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa also mentioned this beautiful hadith by Abu Huraira radiallahu an, which is recorded in the kitab of Imam Muslim rahimahullah. He says, La yumna'u fadlul ma'i, la yumna'u bihi al-kala. That excess water should not be health or withheld so that the growth of herbage may be hindered. Excess water, but it is haram to withhold the excess water because the herbage will then, the growth of it will be hindered. So indeed we can understand the emphasis Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has placed on water, on conserving water and helping one another with water. So we, inshallah, may Allah grant us insight, inshallah. If water is withheld, then it will hinder the growth of herbage, which is important for the fodder of animals. Fodder means basically food. Excess water should also not be withheld from usage by animals even. The animal needs water, we need to give that animal the water. Because that animal, in as much as I have the right to quench my thirst, so too the animal has the right to quench, uh, to quench its thirst. Unfortunately, despite the value of this great blessing, we seldom express our gratitude to Allah, but rather we take it for granted. We waste, pollute, and overuse this precious, precious resource. Extravagance in using water is haram. This applies to private use as well as public use. And whether the water is scarce or abundant, just because the water is abundant doesn't mean I have the right to waste the water. The Prophet ﷺ has emphasized the proper usage of water and we must not waste it. During when the Prophet ﷺ saw Sa'ad performing wudu, he said, <clears throat> he said to him, what is this wastefulness? And Abdullah ibn Amr radiallahu anhu says, Anna Rasulullah sallallahu marra bi Sa'ad. The Nabi sallallahu passed by Sa'ad while he was busy making wudu. Faqala Rasulullah sallallahu ma hadha sarf? Ya Sa'ad. Why? What is this wastefulness, O Sa'ad? He replied, Faqala, afil wudu is raf. Can there be wastefulness in wudu? I'm taking wudu. As if it's, and, and it might be that the same thinking that he had we have today but but i'm taking wudu why can't i use the water can there be wastefulness while making wudu nabi muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentions he says the prophet sallallahu replied yes even if you perform it on the banks of a flowing river so that means a flowing river there's water coming and coming and coming does it mean that i can now just use it abundantly so by the same token, just because the tap can open all the way, doesn't mean I have to open the tap all the way. I need to take what is necessary. It's as if you have a man that is hungry, you put on the table a pot of food, and you put on the table a bread, a full layer, or two loaves of bread. There's no wujub or compulsion that he must eat up the entire pot of food, and he must eat up both the loaves. Maybe he can eat half the pot in one loaf. <laughs> but the point of the matter is just because it is there doesn't mean I must consume it all so by the same token just because the water is there doesn't mean that I have to now let the water flow full blast may Allah save us Nabi Muhammad himself set an example for water conversation uh, conservation mouth Anibari Jabba radiallahu anhi says 
Samiyatu Anas radiyallahu anuka yaqul ahad Anas radiyallahu anuka yaqul ahad Kana Nabiya sallallahu alaihi wasallam yaksidu Aw kana yaktasidu Bissain ila khamsati amdad Wa itawadda'u bil mud He says I heard That this from I heard from Anas radiyallahu anuka That the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam Used to take a bath Or one sa'a It is a measurement of water. I am un, I, 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 I uncertain the exact measurements, so I'm not going to commit myself. But if there's anyone that knows the exact measurement in terms of liters of a saw, please uh, uh, be so gra- gracious to correct me and tell me. And then the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to use up to five mut of water to u- and used to take an ablution. Oh, there we go. Or up to five mud. Now, uh, mood is approximately half a liter. I think, please, if I if I speak incorrectly, please go re- correct me. So you used to use for washing, for taking a bath, five mood of water. So that means it's five approximately half liters. That means it's roughly about two and a half liters. And we might think in our understanding that, that you must let the water flow over your body and run over your body. And you must say, no, we must learn from our prophet. Irrespective of what Western society and Western culture dictates. This is our prophet. We are proud to follow our prophet. We must get that, 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 that frame of mind. Irrespective of what the West says. Irrespective of what Kufar says. Irrespective of what they dictate in their social accepted social frills in their society. We are the society of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa And we need to develop a love for the ways or for the ways of Rasulullah and how he did things. Right? So now we might think in Western understanding the shower must run over us. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used this minimal amount of water and for wudu, one mud. So that means we can't take wudu with half a liter of water. Put it to practice. The amount of, or rather wudu, doesn't lie in the amount of running of the water. It rather, it lies in the amount of rubbing we do on the body. So that little bit of water, and believe you me, my friends, believe you me, just let the water, what we call trickle. Trickle is just dripping by drip, just dripping. Just before pouring, or before gushing, there's a stage called trickling. So if you take wudu a trickle, but you rub more, you take that same amount of water, you rub it where it needs to be, where it needs to reach, you will see that you have you have performed your proper wudu and you have saved water. May Allah save us, inshallah. Allahumma amin. Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, he says that if one were to have a bath, one should not keep pouring water continuously, but should restrict oneself to the amount that is required. My dear friends, there is still a long list of many important aspects and facts, but I want to jump straight to the many practical tips to incorporate wise usage of water in our everyday lives, and I think this will, quite, will come in quite handy, inshallah, Allahumma amin. To use water sparingly, number one, we should check our taps for leaks and drippings, right? Because a dripping tap can waste an enormous amount of water over a long period of time. And I think the example is if we have a dripping tap, put a 5 liter bucket or a 10 liter bucket underneath overnight. Tomorrow morning, I'm certain you will find that 10 liter bucket halfway filled. So let us too do that, inshallah, a washer. Probably it is a washer. A washer costs like I think 2 rand or 3 rand. Let us have some space in the home. So whenever there's a need for us to change a washer, we don't still have to run to the 
to the hardware store. Let us keep some extra washers, the half inch, um, because most of the homes use the half inch uh, uh, taps. We hardly ever have uh, three quarter. If there's three quarter, buy one or two three quarter washers as well. Sometimes the tap is old, that's something called the jumper, that is what is inside the mechanism. The jumper might be done. Even so, then we call someone that knows, if the tap, if the jumper is completely uh, kaput, then we buy a new jumper, we don't have to buy a new tap. And if you go to, you know, there's so many outlets and so many second-hand dealers who will have good jumpers for us, for our taps, inshallah. Water gardens in the cool, right, of the evening or early morning to reduce evaporation. We know that water evaporates. Once water lies in the sun, after half an hour, you'll see the water is gone. Where is the water? It has evaporated. So now if we water the garden during the daytime when the sun is high, the water evaporates and it doesn't get absorbed by the plants, roots, etc. So if we can maybe just the short period after Fajr, we can utilize those early hours of the morning to water the garden and then maybe closer to Maghrib time. That is when the sun is not on its hottest. So that means more water will be used and absorbed by the, uh, by the plants and the earth and not evaporated thereby wasting the water. Recycle washing water onto your garden. Uh, in Japan, they have a system that the basin, you know the basin where you wash your hands in the bathroom, that basin is built on top of the cistern. Right? As buri, the, the, the toilet flush. Right? So if you wash your hands, if you brush your teeth, if you wash your face at the cistern, uh, at the basin, that water goes into the cistern. It is not dirty water as such. It can be utilized to wash away the nudges. So these are little ways in which you can think of, maybe just some of the water can be saved up. Some of the washing water, for example, that we've washed our clothes with, can be utilized to wash the car. These are simple, or if you want to uh, wash the stoop, for example, or the driveway, these, the washing machine water can be saved and utilized for that purpose. There are so many other ways also. Turn off the tap while brushing your teeth, Allahu Akbar. A simple way, at least two, three liters, four liters of water runs away while we're brushing our teeth. The water runs away. To close the tap, brush the teeth and open the tap again. Have shallow baths or a quick shower. Now we know that many of us prefer a shower. But once we we've wet our bodies and we wet the cloth and we've applied the soap to the cloth, we don't need the water to run while we're doing the actual washing. We can actually close the shower and wash the body and then when we're ready to rinse off, then we can actually open the shower again. That is another way in which we can save water. Install water saving devices. For example, if we place a brick in our cistern, we don't need 9 liters of water to wash away half a liter of urine. We don't. So if we place, it's called the water displacement theory. If you place something solid like a brick inside the cistern, it will use less water to fill up. Because sometimes we don't need, yeah, sometimes if it's a big job, you need more water. We understand this. We understand this. If it's a big job, we need more water. But sometimes it's a splashy job. Sometimes it's a splashy job, it splashes all over. Now instead, and sometimes it comes onto the rim. Instead of then waiting for the toilet to have filled up, to flush again, why don't we just take some toilet paper and wipe off the splashes, throw the toilet paper, then you only flush once. After all, asmos maina vadale. Asmos someone else says it's mine. So why don't we want a clean mind and this is who we are? We'd rather waste that water than take a piece of toilet paper and wipe the sides if it was a splashy job. May Allah grant us, inshallah, that we mustn't have too many splashy jobs.
Allahu Akbar. If possible, in fact, according to this stat here, there's 11 liters of water in the system. Not 9, 11, so it only shows. If possible, plant indigenous plants which are adapted to the local environment. If we are keen gardeners, I'm not one of them, inshallah, may Allah grant us all knowledge of gardening. It's a very, very good science, it's a very relaxing uh, skill to have. Because why you will live with the earth, you will see the, the wonders of Allah in, in how your plants grow, etc. Then use plants that are familiar with the ground and the earth in, in, in our country. Whereas if you bring plants from outside, they still have to adapt, which uses more water. Use water sparingly when performing wudu. Encourage masajid in our area to install water saving taps. Uh, to install water saving taps or to investigate ways of recycling wudu water. Report any signs of leakages or pollution to your local authorities and never dump waste in rivers, seas or wells. My dear friends, we've come to the end. Although I would have liked to uh, go into the other few very important points also, but our time doesn't allow us. After we've recited the ayat of the Holy Quran, my friends, and after we've given the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the question has always been, the question is my friends, and the question will always remain, What gaat ek aan die doen om trend die saak? Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad, wa salamun ala al-mursaleen, wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.